From the brilliant minds of Hipster at Home, you're listening to We Should Start a Band, a podcast about the trials and tribulations of being suitably hipster. Hello, and welcome back to We Should Start a Band, where we're not experts, just highly opinionated. I'm Retro Denim Jacket, and today I'm joined by... Heritage Avocado Toast. And Cold Brew Kombucha. Today we're talking about our hipster pet peeves, finally digging into the tribulations hipsters face every day. So, let's hike into that forest. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone where I was going. <laughs> oh no! What if the bears get you? <laughs> you should always make sure someone knows where you're going. Hipster top tip. Yes. Hip tip. Hip tip. I don't know. Real hipsters don't play by safety rules. <laughs> I'm going to use that unpasteurized cow's milk because I live on the edge. <laughs> That's right. Well, I think my biggest pet peeve is when people ask me what my pet peeves are. Honestly, that should not be a question <laughs> given by anyone. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those like questionnaires for dating apps. That is so something that puts me off. It's like asking what your biggest weakness is. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, job interviews. <laughs> yeah. What? I should not have to tell you what makes me unmanageable to be around. You have to figure that out for yourself. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Another pet peeve is when somebody doesn't follow the background protocol. I prefer to be in the Dr. Seuss dentist waiting area. <laughs> <laughs> I want Dr. Seuss as my dentist. I mean, I, I've moved beyond the classic coffee shop. I only drink my espressos while waiting for my dental work. So you're going in to drink your coffee before they scrub the coffee off your teeth? Yeah, it's the best way. <laughs> Awful breath when they come in to do dental work. <laughs> They're dentists. They're dealing with people's mouths all day. Yeah, but I don't think they need to be subjected to your coffee breath. Yeah, your halitosis does matter at least a little bit. But that's their pet peeve. If they're subjecting themselves to abscesses and various infections and diseases, Ugh. I think Ew. they can handle a little bit of my cappuccino. This is taking a gross turn. God, you had to go there. Oh, nasty. <laughs> Well, you were the ones who were questioning the stank level of coffee breath. We were just saying coffee breath. <laughs> and in comparison to what dentists have to go through <laughs> on a daily basis, I think a little bit of coffee is probably the highlight of their day. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. Speaking of coffee, one of my pet peeves is people's insistence on talking about nitro brew all the time. Just because you drink it, it doesn't make you any cooler. Well, see, you say that, but the other day I was drinking my nitro brew and thinking about... <laughs> <laughs> it's like CrossFit or being a vegan, where... <laughs> You have to talk about it every chance you get. You can't just go for a coffee and say, hey, I got iced coffee. Instead, you have to be like, hm, this is my nitro brew, sir and or madam. No one cares. I mean, it's different, though. It, it's how you brew it. Because it's, it's, is it a drip coffee? Is it a cold brew coffee? Is it a nitro brew coffee? Yes. But I get what you're saying, because people don't bring up that this is my ice drip coffee. No. No, they don't. And as soon as that becomes popular, I'll give up on hating on nitro brew people that need to talk about a nitro brew all the time. But until that happens, I'm going to judge you for it a little bit. I would rather you talk about nitro brew than ask me if I want coffee and give me an instant coffee. Oh, that's fair. I actually... I actually didn't really understand that that was a thing until I went to go study in the UK. When you guys advised me that the first day at school when they offer you coffee, don't take it because it's instant coffee, I was floored. Yeah. Yeah. Just why? 
instant coffee isn't really coffee. No. It's brown water. Yeah. The only time I've ever bought instant coffee was when the Dalgona coffee trend hit really hard. Yeah. And I had to specifically go out and buy it so that I could make it. Yeah. We do have instant coffee for that purpose. It's also good to use in recipes. Mm. But no, if you're going to offer me coffee and it, what you mean is instant coffee, say instant coffee. Yeah. So I don't mind you being specific. If you're going to say like, would you like a nitro brew coffee? That's fine. Same as if you're going to, you know. But but I, I get what you're saying with the CrossFit people. It's like I didn't just go work out. I I did CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a barista and you're asking someone, "Would you like nitro brew versus would you like a drip coffee?" I'm just talking about someone showing up at the office with their coffee, saying, "Oh hey, this is my nitro brew," and I'm like, "It's a nice coffee." But like they're introducing you, like it's a friend. Mm-hmm. It's their plus one for the day. I introduce people to my coffee, and then a little while later, I'm like, "This is my coffee," and they're like, "We already met your coffee." No, no, no. That was my other coffee. (laughs) Well, when you are someone that drinks like 40 ounces a day and you do get coffee both in the morning and the afternoon, I could understand saying this is my second coffee. I'm more like the black widow of coffee drinkers. Like, but didn't you already, like, didn't you have a coffee earlier? I did. And I got my inheritance from the end of that coffee and I've moved on to a new coffee. Inheritance? Mm -hmm. Like a husband. Oh. Yeah. She's not talking about the Marvel character. I've made sure that this this coffee doesn't have any kids that are going to fight me for the will. <laughs> it's the dream, really. <laughs> a couple of beans in the weeds. <laughs> oh, can I just say a pet peeve of mine? And I'm not sure if this is hipster or not. And this may sound a little two-faced, but when blogs do recipes and they have to put a two-page writing thing when you're just trying to get to the recipe about baked lasagna and instead you've read about their trip to italy and how they feel about their mother before you can find the recipe i saw a meme online that was like i'm going to write a book about a recipe blogger who admits to all of their murders in their blog portion of all the recipes because people just skip by it that's fabulous please if you've done that we'd love to interview you what have you killed people and then wrote about it in your recipes uh-huh. it's like a true crime documentary but like with the murderer <laughs> Okay, yeah, probably a bad idea, but I'd be interested to hear about it if someone else did it. (laughs) What about you, Heritage Avocado Toast? Mm? How do you feel about recipe bloggers that write too much in their recipes before the recipe? Just want the recipe. I don't care about your nan. (laughs) Hard hits from Heritage Avocado Toast. I also don't like when they write the instructions in a way that you don't realize that you have to read the full thing first. Uh Like, step three says do this, but step four then has a caveat to step three. So if you're like me and you just follow things one, two, three, and then you realize, oh, I needed to do four at the same time as three. Well, no, that's not how you write things in a sequential order, in a proper order. You have to put them together. Yeah, I agree. So if you're looking for someone to edit your recipes, go to Heritage Avocado Toast. He'd be happy to correct you, you on how wrong. to sequentially order. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really not hard. I mean, we are talking about the guy who, when he writes a recipe, says, I don't really use measurements. I don't. Why bother? I'm beyond measurements. Only, you know, rule followers and regular citizens go by, by recipes. I just shoot from the hip and everything comes out fabulous. So I don't see any need to change. You must cook and not bake. No, oh, I don't. Yeah. Baking is for... <laughs> baking is for... Wow. <laughs> well, you can bleep that one then instead I'm of... I'm spit out my root beer. Yeah, don't make her, don't make her waste her root beer. Mm. Don't spit that out. That's the good root beer, too. You don't even know whose that is, but it's not your dad's. 
It's not my father's. Keep stealing other people's repair. That's all you know. Yeah. For all you know, that could be your nan's from the recipe blog. Uh, well, about. she's downstairs, so... Go ask her. Pretty sure it's not hers, since she had said she'd never heard of it before earlier today. Though, why would she never heard of it? We've drank it in she's front of her so of many times. Yeah, yeah I, definitely. No, I don't know. She just blocks us out now. Yeah, apparently her mom used to make root beer, though. So. Well, that sounds very hipster. Mm-hmm. Mom, I don't know if she ever got around to actually making it, but she did once get the ingredients to make it. They're still in the basement? Probably. <laughs> we have uh, root beer extract here that I think I nicked from her house. Is it in our basement? Because I want to try to I want to try to make it. I hope it's not in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, you definitely... I've seen it in the cabinets before. That definitely exists. Yeah. Unless it's disappeared since I've moved out. Dad used to brew his own beer. Wait, I'm going to turn my sweatshirt off. I don't know what shirt I was expecting you to have on under that, but it wasn't that. <laughs> it's 4th of July, so I'm wearing a themed crop top. What, what's the theme? What's the theme? What? Well, this is the crop top's blue and white, and I'm wearing red shorts. Or I was wearing red shorts, and then it turned into denim. Oh. oh. it looks black to me. It does look black in this lighting. Oh, it's navy. Okay. Mm. All right. What were we? What were we talking about? Uh, uh, slagging off your nan for not knowing what uh, not your father's root beer was. Oh yeah, no, my dad used to brew his own beer a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think mom had thought she'd nick his like root beer beer or his uh, beer brewing stuff and brew root beer. The root beer well, baron. She could just make it with alcohol, make everyone happy. I taste well, that. Well, that's so. That was my thinking with getting the root beer extract from her because we can buy root beer here. I mean, it is expensive compared to regular soda, but we can buy it. But I was thinking, can we make alcoholic? But I need to get the actual like kit to do it. But lamb is pretty cheap, so there you go. And you can still put bourbon in your root beer. I like to well, inject root beer into my lamb roasts. Like you can cook cook steaks and chicken and Coca-Cola. Yeah. And inject it? some root beer into your lamb. I don't know if root beer has the same kind of acids that Coca-Cola does to break down the tendons. Well, let's find out. I know that people make glazes and stuff out of root beer. Oh, well, that makes sense. It has a lot of sugar in it. Yeah. But like the reason for Coca-Cola is that it's kind of like a tenderizer. Yeah. I think it has to do with the acidity for the carbonation, but I don't know. I don't think it's the, the carbonation. Is just added. That's not acidic. I'm not an expert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, while the research department is looking that up, Mm -hmm. uh, and while we're still in the drinks section of our pet peeves, Mm -hmm. people who hate on iced teas. Yes. What's wrong with you? You can have hot tea, you can have cold tea. Nobody's telling you that you have to have cold tea if you like iced tea and that's your only option. No. And also, iced tea is so versatile because teas come in so many different flavors and kinds. Like, some days I want an iced green tea, some days I want an iced black tea, and some days I want an iced herbal tea. Like, there's so many options rather than a coffee, which is pretty straightforward. Iced herbal teas in the summer especially Mm. are delicious because it's a great... It doesn't have the caffeine that, you know, acts as a diuretic. So you're, it's a good hydrator. And when you've had, you know, a thousand glasses of water because it's hot out and you're feeling a bit swollen, iced tea. Yeah. Like an iced herbal tea. I mean, I think that's the pull of flavored water. And an iced herbal tea is pretty much like that. Like eventually you get tired of water. Yeah. I think a lot of people connect iced tea with sweet tea. And mm. that's a completely different thing. Your iced tea does not have to be sweetened. No, I drink mine black always. But I do feel find that it seems to be a very like I don't know I think we've lost this idea of shades of gray in in our modern world mm-hmm. it's very black and white it's very well you either like hot tea or you like iced tea I like all teas mm-hmm. so get off my back never met a tea I didn't like yep 
Well, that's not true. There are a couple out there, but yeah, it's like individual teas. Yeah, it's like a taste profile more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Your glass of wine has some people in it sometimes when you drink. Oh, excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at the type of people in my wine. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get out of my wine, people. We're contaminating it. The answer is yes, it tenderizes me. The bubbles? The root. Oh, well, there we go. I was wrong. Uh, the, the question was not, what is it about sodas that tenderizes? It was, does root beer tenderize the way Coca-Cola does? And the answer is yes. Hmm. So I will get to work on the second question. Okay, so the top search results for what is it in soda that, and obviously going to write tenderizes meat or creates carbonation, because we got two questions on the go, mm-hmm. but the autofills are, what is it in soda that causes kidney stones? Oh. Number one search term. This is why I don't like that predict the Google search algorithm results, because it's something completely ridiculous that no one in their right mind is actually Google searching. (laughs) Yes. Also, frequently, they tend to be a little bit on the dark side. Yeah. It's never like, why do kids like to hug teddy bears? It's like, why do children eat pennies? You know? They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Why are cold drinks harmful for your health? They suppress a part of your brain that inhibits you from consuming too much. I know I read somewhere once that, like, ice-cold water doesn't hydrate you as much as, like, cool water does, but also I read that somewhere, so. Yeah, and cold water boils faster. Does it? there's that whole, like, No, it doesn't. Does it make any sense? (laughs) No, that's for the same thing with the cold water doesn't get digested. (laughs) Goodness gracious. It's not doesn't get digested, it's that it doesn't hydrate you as much. Also, can we, is this like the episode where Heritage Avocados goes on rants about things that don't exist? Yeah. Because Grandma is still telling the story about when you guys were driving through a town in England when she was over there for Christmas, and you gave a completely false history, but was so convincing that she thought you were being truthful. I'm glad she remembers this. I have no recollection of this event. <laughs> Wait, was that you or was that me? Because there was the one where I gave the false tour of Shakespeare's birthplace and mom almost wet herself laughing. <laughs> no, no, these were different because you guys were in the car for the whole time for this one. Though your Shakespeare tour is infamous. <laughs> Look, I just feel like there's certain places they left off the original tour, all right? Mm-hmm. I don't think sushi's hipster. Not anymore. It's way too mainstream now. Well, if you buy it yourself at the store. I mean, case in point, what did we have for dinner tonight? And played it? No, we made it. No, she made it. You made it and plated it? Yeah, I bought a chunk of sashimi-grade fish, sliced it up. Yeah. Uh, Heritage Avocado Toast, we're hipster. It's not a question. <laughs> the blog isn't just facetious. It's a little facetious <laughs> with a lot life. of truth. <laughs> It's our real life, but if we make fun of ourselves, no one will know. Except now we're telling them. Yep, secrets out. <laughs> you didn't dry and salt the lotus slices. You didn't hand rear the wasabi root. No, I tried to, and you told me that you didn't want to grow wasabi at home. You because take it's a too lot difficult. of water. More than avocados. Oh, I'm going to do, do it anyway. Yeah, well, it's going to take a lot of water, and I already drowned the basil, so I think actually that might be the route I need to go. <laughs> you didn't root, huh, but I'm chuck. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't slice this piece of wood and then sand it down. These aren't even what? your ceramic plates. You didn't even hand fire these ceramic plates. Okay, but the amount of time that would go into making all of those things for just one meal would be extensive. That would be hipster. Worth it. I mean, totally worth it, but like months of preparation if you're hand firing stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Just get that sucker. Just get that puppy hot. That's all it needs. I did this in art school when I was seven. You put it in, put a timer on, job done. How'd you deal with that in elementary school with the whole don't want to touch it thing? I didn't touch it. My teacher did it. 
Here we go. <laughs> to be fair, she touched all of them because she wasn't letting kids anywhere near the 600 degree ovens or whatever they get up to. What? <laughs> kids in a kiln? That doesn't sound like a bad idea at all. Kid, kids in a kiln. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the debut album, I think. Not quite. Kids I feel in like a kiln. that could be a day. That sounds like a band. I don't know. Kids it's very kiln. Hansel Yeah, Kids and in a Kiln does sound like a band. <laughs> but we could do Kids in a Kilt, which brings me to one of my pet peeves is when people, specifically men, but, you know, women as well, do not wear plaid to weddings. If you're really a hipster, you're wearing plaid to that thing. Otherwise, you're just kowtowing to big formal wear. Big formal wear. Scottish weddings so, excluded because that's expected. Wait, so when I have the black tie event next spring, I should be sewing myself a plaid flannel dress? Ooh. You should be. To be fair, though, I do think I could actually make a really stunning floor-length gown in plaid. Pleated plaid? What is this black tie event? It is uh, one of my best friend's wedding. Ah. So it's a whole wedding weekend, and I'm one of the bridesmaids. So it's going to require more than one full-length dress. Also, one of them, you know, is specifically for the wedding. <laughs> so I assume you already have that dress. Yes, yes. Or that is. she's picked that dress. Yes. We got a little bit of choice. She did a really good job. She gave, like, color options did a whole like quiz online for us wow. and then ended up doing whatever worked for everyone she did an awesome job this is why you cool. should go with plaid there's a color in it for everybody in those patterns it matches everybody yeah but the thing about plaids is like unless you're doing a madras it does not have every color or at least it shouldn't otherwise it's going to be hideous a what yeah a bris and madras no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> I don't know what a madras is. A madras is a is a type of spicy curry. Do you remember back in like 2010 when those shorts that were patchworked plaid were really in style for super preppy people? I feel like I can picture Avril Lavigne in something. She usually wore regular plaid. Oh, then then no. It was around the same time that seersucker was really in. Mm-hmm. Don't know what seersucker is. We've had this discussion in the household. I don't think on the podcast. I don't think on the podcast. No, we haven't had that discussion on a podcast yet. Is this Seersucker's first appearance? I think it is. Huh. Can you play like a horn or something like a happy birthday horn there? Okay, this just looks atrocious. This is not the yeah. hipster way of doing things. Yeah, I, I was wondering why you suggested it. I didn't suggest Madras. That's proper po- popped collar situation. Yes, you wear probably a Nantucket red polo and your Madras plaid shorts and your boat shoes and you go about your day. Or, or a sky blue polo, mm-hmm. salmon pink. Mm-hmm. This is not hipster. This is just bad decision making. Yep. And possibly both at the same time. If you're really going as many as many uh, polos as you can with Mm -hmm. all of the colors popped. Mm-hmm. My brother sent me a picture once of um he he just he sent it like in the chat with me and then just wrote I'm gonna leave this here oh, and it no. was a guy with like ten popped collars. I've never understood <laughs> the popped collar trend. It just it doesn't even look trendy or cool at any stage. It just looks it just looks bad. It's supposed to show what a bad boy you are. Cause look, you don't conform. No, you're a bit messy. You're a bit wild. You splash that trust fund cash. If you wanted to be a bit wild, why don't you go goth, not just pop your collar? Yeah, to be because fair, though, because then you can all be goth as... together and then rebel together and be unique. Is that like the punk scene? I, don't I know. think it's every scene. Hey, the problem is everything is a trend in and of itself. So uh, nobody's unique by trying to be unique no. collectively. Other people join in, and then it's not unique. So maybe it's unique for like a week. We should just end the podcast on that. No one's unique. Sleep well. <laughs> Remember, you like, are not unique. Life is meaningless. Ending the entire podcast on just that note. Done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Signing off.
None of watch the me. decline of our podcast. <laughs> they went from perky and then suddenly they had an existential crisis. And next thing you know, it was just done. Yeah. But for listeners, just look up Madras Platt if you don't remember what that was. Yeah. And most of you will go, oh, yeah. And a few mm-hmm. of you might go, oh, I wore that. And we're sorry. But you know what? Everyone has that time in their life. I wore t-shirts with stupid sayings on them from Hot Topic. We all were there at one point or another. Some of us never grew out of it. We move on. I never made bad fashion decisions. No? <laughs> You're wearing a Hawaiian lei right now and like not a good one. So. What do you mean not a good one? This is the multi the multicolored one. Like Within the petals. We do have some really nice ones upstairs. No, I don't have the I don't have the fancy ones. I've yeah, got you don't the, have the fancy one. The regular fancy ones. I don't need to be fancy to prove my luau spirit. Aloha. <laughs> oh, that's where my blue robe went. <laughs> Behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's showing. <laughs> Suddenly we can see the couch in the oh. blue robe. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. Your shoulders disappeared, but the blue robe is there. It thinks that your shoulder is the blue robe. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I think I, I'd like to switch over the pet beebs to the workplace now. Okay. Uh, okay. As a hipster, uh, I really it really irks me when I see people buying like metro passes to commute to work. Because quite honestly, if you need a travel pass to get to work, you are not accomplishing enough at your local coffee shop. <laughs> are you saying you should be taking your petty farthing to work? Well, that would be cheaper than a Metro Pass for sure. Although certainly bulkier than a Metro Pass. <laughs> Doesn't quite fit in the wallet the same way. Yeah. Also trying to imagine you getting a petty farthing into the door of your work to store it. You could collapse them like the collapsible bicycles. Do you think that wheel comes off? It, I don't know. I think the other thing is when you're commuting to work, I'm all for public transport, mm-hmm. but it's very hard to... I don't know. I think your your commute to work is when you process a lot of things in life, you know, and answer the really pressing questions that you have. And that's hard to do when somebody's talking loudly into their phone next to you. Oh, yeah. The I need to have a discussion on the metro while I'm going to work in a crowded car. I need to hold my phone in a way that I'm shouting into the bottom of it and my phone is on speaker because everyone here clearly wants to be involved in my conversation. Yeah. Also, with the dawn of even, like, $10 headphones having a mic on them, why is anyone holding their phone up to their face anymore? I really don't know. Or listening or watching anything loudly on your phone as though the rest of the world cares to to join you. We don't. You've got terrible taste. Headphones are not that expensive anymore. Buy a five-pound dollar of head... <laughs> five pounds or five dollars worth of headphones, plug them into your phone, and live your best life. Like, that's ridiculous. I don't want to hear what show you're watching. It's probably a rerun of something terrible. And I don't need to hear your conversation with your friends. Especially because some people sometimes have really uncomfortable conversations. Mm-hmm. You really want everyone on the bus or train or tube to hear this? Well, the research department has found a gem. So we've researched five pound dollar of head and <laughs> you get a few articles about exchange rates, which is to be expected. Mm-hmm. And then this gem from Google Books Essay on Sheep, 
They are varieties and accounts. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the first page of search results. I didn't even have to, like, get into the weeds on this one. Well, so you didn't misspeak. You were merely talking about something different. Is your Google, like, on parental mode? Or do you think Google's tried to clean up their act? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not an incognito, but it's, I don't think I have any parental controls. That you know of. <laughs> yeah, now now the, the second page is all full of exchange rate. There's just that random essay on sheep just thrown in the middle of the popularity. You know, I was concerned about sheep. And I really, really wanted to read someone's, you know, white paper. <gasps> well, uh, you can read it and then you can do a, a, a book report about it, about the use of pound, dollar and head in the article and why that would be picked up so much in the uh, search results. <laughs> Run a keyword search. Oh God! I would I would say my biggest pet peeve with work is hot desking. Yeah, I know this is most people's pet peeve. No, it seems to be what all the staff wants and what all the execs want and where all the trends are going. We all want it. Wait, what's a hot desk? It's when you don't have assigned desks. Oh no, that's the worst. The best is that the reaction to COVID, at least in London, has been to move all offices to hot desking. Yep. So Why? we've just had a pandemic that was highly contagious and easily transferable, and we're going to share desks. Yep. But the way they've decided to address the hot desking thing is to put these easily wipe downable keyboards and mouse covers, which I can only assume are originally marketed for a adult computer laboratories and basements shall we say mm-hmm. like those internet cafe type things yeah you know those but but the adult version the in adult a basement. version <laughs> yes and they're horrible to type on yeah i have one of those silicone covers for my keyboards and it took a while to get used to and i still don't love it it's great because it collects all crumbs if i spill on it whatever did you need it to be easy to wipe down you have no idea how many times I eat over my computer, so kind of, yeah. Good save. Good save. Oh, yeah. that's crummy. Well, which brings me to the downside of hot desking is as someone who constantly snacks all day, I have a storage of snacks in my desk when I'm working somewhere. So at one job, it used to be Reese's Cups, Peanuts, and then some kind of munchy things like crackers or something like that. But I just, I constantly eat and I'm not going to throw that stuff in the break room. So I need to have my own desk so I can have my storage of snacks because no one wants to deal with me at work when I'm hangry. No one deserves to deal with me when I'm hangry at work. We've been given laptops because we are switching between locations as well and working from home. But it does mean that you are carrying your whole desk around. So like all of your files Mm -hmm. and being in the arts, we still have a lot of printed stuff. Your laptop, my tool roll, any snacks I want to have, my coffee cup, everything Mm -hmm. travels with me. And my colleagues and I were saying that we basically have become bag ladies. Honestly, I've always been one of those people that carries everything in their purse and is could like leave for a two-week holiday and be fine. <laughs> However, it's not how you want to live your life if you don't have to, especially with breakable stuff like a coffee cup. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I, I nicked Heritage Avocado Toast's one of his bamboo coffee cups today. My other travel mug is a stainless steel, mm. so they're not too breakable. But it still is, like, bulky. Once it's empty, it's just taking up space. I mean, I do keep a lot of crap in my bags. I will say that. But I didn't need to add more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (gasps) 
And I usually, usually have... keep all my files in my bags. <laughs> no, no, that's extra paperwork and stuff you really just don't want to be carrying around with you. I also used to have a bag of loose leaf oolong tea and at least one tea strainer, probably two, at my old desks mm-hmm. because I'm not using any of that Lipton tea bag stuff. <laughs> Tried to clean that one up, but. Ugh. But now it's really difficult because suddenly you. We were supposed to all have our own stuff as well. So we're condensing, but also we're not supposed to be sharing. Mm-hmm. So like the French press that a couple of us shared, and now it's, well, you should probably all just have your own coffee thing, which mm-hmm. basically means all just have like packets of instant or or what most of us do, which is just go and spend a lot of money at a coffee shop. So yep. <laughs> each bring your own French press? I don't understand. Like I have seen metal ones, though. Maybe I should look into that. Is this another thing you're going to be carrying in your bag? That's the problem. Actually, no. No. You know what I need. <laughs> so my one colleague, what she found was a coffee mug that is a French press in itself. She said the yes. only issue is that you do end up with, like, the bottom being kind of gross. Mm-hmm. But she said it has been a godsend since we've been told that we can't share. Yeah. I've seen that for tea and stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've seen one for coffee before, but definitely tea. It's it's a like a regular travel mug. I think it's a bamboo one, too. And then it's just got like the thing at the side compressed down and becomes part of the lid at the end. So it's not it's brilliant. in your way. Well, speaking of other drinks that that annoy me, Mm -hmm. earlier I was drinking white wine, and I couldn't put it in the fridge to chill, Mm -hmm. and warm white wine just doesn't doesn't do it. Nobody likes warm white wine, though, surely. And then I put a couple of ice cubes in, and that makes me angry, too. So I was bitter at my own drink. Just never a good situation to be in. I'd rather have the wine cold and slightly watery as the ice melts than to have it warm. Saw a girl put ice cubes in Prosecco the other day. No! Had to walk away. Also, you know that, like, ridiculous trick online where it's, like, freeze grapes and stick it in your wine because it'll help chill it without diluting it? Mm -hmm. It then tastes like... I've tried it because, you know, I was curious. Tastes like grapes. It tastes like those grapes. Yeah. Hmm. So you've now flavored your white wine in a very unattractive manner. What about Capri Sun ice cubes? I have done, however, frozen pomegranate seeds in a sparkling white. Well, that could work. That's a good deal. Now, I am all for freezing the version of whatever. So like freezing coffee into ice cubes and Mm -hmm. using that in your iced coffee. Yes, that's just intelligent. Yeah. And I do use frozen fruit to chill down like cocktails, pims, things like that. Mm -hmm. I think the takeaway from this is whatever you're freezing is going to add flavor to whatever you're putting it in. Yeah. So even if it's fruit, it's coffee, if it's water, it's going to add to the flavor of whatever you're drinking. So choose Mm -hmm. wisely. We don't have any meat-based cocktails. Why isn't there like a beef wellington martini? Why don't you get on that? Well, do you like the flavor of beef wellington? Yes. So make it into a martini. Well, I'm I'm just saying, why don't you get on that? Just imagining like beef bourguignon in a martini glass. I'm not sure how I feel about that. We don't even know where to begin. What if you made a restaurant and they only use martini glasses? We still haven't done the eggs benedict in a martini glass. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta do that. I was looking at I was looking at martini glasses that you can't smash up while trying to eat eggs Benedict out of them. <laughs> I fell down a rabbit hole of cocktail based, like bar based website mm-hmm. um, that provides all sorts of fantastic stuff. So I went from looking at metal martini glasses to everything but, and there are some pretty awesome things. Might have to buy myself a scorpion bowl. Just saying. Well done. But I think copper martini glasses. No, I don't want full copper. I love copper ones. Anything in my house you're you're lucky we have the (laughs) copper bottom pots we have those copper mugs that i used for the hot buttered rum if i 
if I had to choose between all copper and the crusette stuff, I don't know which I would pick. I might just jump off the stove. Wow. <laughs> you don't like crusette? He doesn't like the colors. They look terrible. Oh. And I'll be honest, I really struggle to cook with something that isn't metal looking even. Like the white frying pans and the crusette. I don't under- I don't know what it is. It's got to be black or silver or copper, I guess. Something that looks like it's meant to be heated up, not like a serving dish. For me, the crusette isn't useful. Like my grandparents on my other side had a Le Crusette set that they passed down to my dad. And I have very fond memories and or have used it myself to make certain dishes. But it's always the like deep one for the ovens that you could make like mm-hmm. gumbo yeah. in like casserole yeah. or yeah. yeah casserole or gumbo it's never the frying pan ones with like them wooden handles like that's not it but the um dutch oven there we go that's the word i was looking for the dutch oven is extremely useful and i can't imagine making a gumbo in a regular metal pot which yeah. i think probably speaks to how bougie i grew up <laughs> we had the proper cast iron as long as it doesn't have okra in it Ugh. no oak no oak no okra. <laughs> that's that. No that's our debut oh. album. No okra. <laughs> no okra. <laughs> okra is fantastic, though. I mean, no. even if you don't. Okay, no. But the thing is, even if you don't like to eat it, it's used as a fantastic it's a thickening thickener. agent. So yeah. you kind of need it. I'll just thicken it with more shrimp protein. It's not a thickener. I don't like the taste of it very much, but I also really don't... I don't know. There's something about the texture that puts me off. Hmm. My mother really likes it, so she puts it in a lot of things. I like it. And she used to always put it in Brunswick stew, mm-hmm. and we could get the cat to literally everything but the okra. That's so funny. I will say, it is one of those veg or fruits, whatever it is, um, that has a very specific taste and mouthfeel. Yeah. And I like that. But you're usually a texture person. Yeah, that one doesn't bug me. Okra is a fruit, but used like a vegetable. Which is weird, because I am, I, I think gloopy things don't bug me, because I like grits, slimy I don't like, or jello texture, anything jiggly. I'm not a huge grits fan. Wait, so would you rather prefer grits shots instead of jello shots? Oh, heck Yeah. If you could make a grit shot that tastes like grits and has alcohol in it, I would pound those all day and all night. Well, add that to the follow-up. I feel like it might need to be a tequila base. I don't think vodka, rum, I don't I think tequila no, might I be. No, I think it. it needs to be and I think it needs to be rye. Okay, yeah. Mhm. Yeah. I would say bourbon, but I think well mm-hmm. bourbon could be, but I think rye. Well, bourbon's a bit it's maple. Like a Sazerac. Sometimes you have maple syrup with the grits. Mm-hmm. Saw a truffle maple syrup the other day in the store. Wait, what? Why didn't you buy it? Because I was already buying the yuzu mustard. You know what? Never mind. Just wait till I get there. <laughs> I need to try it. <laughs> yeah, the yuzu mustard is fantastic. It mm-hmm. sounds amazing. It's not the best straight up mustard I've ever had, but it's pretty darn good. It was really good on the beef sausages, sausages that we did on the grill. Mm-hmm. Were those for a proper cookout to celebrate the weekend? No. We actually... Didn't do barbecue yesterday. Well, that's not technically true. Well, okay, yeah. We ordered from uh, like a proper barbecue place. Nice. Like the slow-cooked barbecue. Mm, Instead of grilling mm-hmm. hot dogs or hamburgers or anything. Yeah. The normal 4th of July crew wasn't around this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was raining off and on, so 
It was one of those where we probably could have grilled and been fine, but you know when you're never really sure and you don't want to get up there and start the grill and then have Mm -hmm. it rain? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because it was just the two of us and the weather was questionable, we decided to order from a barbecue place. Yeah, that makes sense. That does like full American barbecue. We got the massive every meat they have The boss hog platter. We still have like at least half of it in the fridge. It was huge. Yeah, so it had hot links, chicken, Jacob's Ladder, pork ribs, pulled pork burnt ends jeez louise why don't we why don't we move on to another pet peeve so for jumping on trends one of the things that drives me absolutely bonkers is when someone says that they got to that before it was cool i think the problem is that the people who do the i was doing it before it's cool it's always followed by the but i don't anymore because it became cool yes if it is something you really like it shouldn't matter Mm -mm. if it's trendy or not because Mm -hmm. if you liked it and it became a trend, you have more access to it. And when it stops being a trend, I assume you'll still like it and you'll still keep with it. Yeah. And I completely understand feeling slap happy when something that someone teased you for in the past is now suddenly cool and they're jumping on that trend and how frustrating that Mm -hmm. can be. It's fine if it's like, oh, yeah, no, I've heard about that before versus, well, I did it before it was cool, but now I'm not into it because it is cool. Mm -hmm. That's when you're not an actual hipster. Yeah. You are a meme hipster. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants a meme hipster. You're a bandwagon that's using it for clickbaits and views. You're not hipster if you're a meme hipster. If you're saying it as a joke or whatever, when you're telling people that jokingly that they're being too mainstream. Yes. Which we do a lot. Mm-hmm. But like a joke's a joke. It's our brand. <laughs> it really is. So um, you guys were talking about originality. So I searched to see if the internet could give us the definitive answer to, are there still original thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) So I've stumbled upon a list of 86 original hobbies for adults. I have been through all of these. Wait, if it's on a list, does that mean it's not original anymore? True. I'm pretty sure that's the definition. But at least it's not a slideshow. (laughs) And the only one that got me a little bit excited, because it's all like knitting or crafting or learning an instrument, and I don't like any of that. But there is pyrography, which sounded interesting. Sounds like fire. Lighting shit on fire? Yeah. So then it goes on to describe itself as wood burning. And I'm like, great, barbecue. Ooh. Oh, yes. wait. Is no, it the, um, is art, it the- burning oh. art into the wood, yeah. which looks cool, but uh-huh. n- nah, mate, I cannot handle that. It's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, we used to have a wood burning fun. kit well, when I was a kid. That was so much fun to use. Speaking of uh, uh, dismissing things before you've tried them, I am 0 and 86 on this list. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of the things that causes people to want to say, I did it before it was cool. This goes back to the whole, like, everything's black and white now. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard of it, therefore it must not have existed yet. Mm-hmm. I find this a lot on social media. This, like, oh my god, this whole new thing. Did you know that people churn butter? Like, it's been a thing for a while, guys. <laughs> it doesn't come off of the butter bush? Wait. That sounds dirty. We already have a taco bush. I feel like it needs to be something other than a bush. Bushes? Uh... Yeah, why are they always I think it bushes? should be a butter, butter vine. vine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like butter vine. Butter tree. Taco bush and a butter vine. A butter face. I'm not going to lie. Butter vine sounds like a German wine made with butter. <laughs> and now I, now I really want that. Why don't we have the expression, butt his face? It's always butt her face. You could have a really attractive looking guy from the neck down and then, you know... It's just not a lot of handsomeness going on upstairs. Because butt is is not uh, not easy to slur together into another okay. word. No. But this is a truly original thought we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Don't discard this one. I'm sorry. I'm still on Buttervine. I'm now thinking about hee-hos. <laughs> I just, I really, I really want a glass of Is that of a little Debbie treat? Hee-hos? <laughs> no. 
<laughs> Nobody should. <laughs> Little Debbies, if you're listening, please make one. I want to try one of those. But yeah, so the other day I was watching TV with uh, my mom and my stepdad and the word himbo came up. Himbo. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, I, I also think of the word hee-ho in the same way. Huh. Do you think they'd be chocolate cake with the white cream base? I think they would. Chocolate cake. Yeah, they would be. Which is like five or six existing Little Debbie um, <laughs> delights, but I feel like that has to be <laughs> I'm the, sure you could make it a different shape and it would be great. Maybe like a Twinkie shape, mm -hmm. like long and thin. You know what we were doing before it was cool? Mm -hmm. Actually, that's not true at all. Using mason jars for things that aren't just canning. Yep. That's uncanny. It is said on Pinterest that mason jars can be used for lots and lots and lots of things. But what can't they be used for? Weddings. <laughs> Stop putting your mason jars as decorations for your wedding. It's not cottage core chic. Stop it. Just... It, okay. Okay. Clear something up for me here. Is it that you don't like the mason jar, or is it what the mason jar goes with, which tends to be burlap and tractor wheels? You know what? I don't have anything against the tractor wheels. I think that's a cool, stylish ad. Like, especially if you can get something make maybe on its, on its side, maybe for, like, picture-taking opportunities. Like, live your best tractor life. Who am I to say you don't want to sit on a tractor with your train hanging off of it looking like some kind of farmer goddess however <laughs> ho down bride ho down bride <laughs> i think what's what's bothering you mm -hmm. i'm gonna sit down and have it's now retro done jackets therapy session <laughs> i think what's really bothering you mm -hmm. is the fact that oftentimes they're tied off with burlap burlap and ribbon and usually the flower arrangements in them are baby's breath Ugh. and i think what you're doing i'm having some baby's breath rage baby's breath rage oh. you are associating <laughs> mason jars with burlap and baby's breath i just you're having a bit of b and b uh, trauma mm -hmm. and unfortunately you're taking your aggression out on the mason jar and it doesn't it doesn't deserve it it's a well-known psychological condition yeah i mean and i guess for me like first off just toss the burlap. Don't don't look at it. Toss, toss it the away. burlap. Throw That's the a big album. There we go. Toss the burlap. <laughs> <laughs> toss the burlap. That one will sell millions. <laughs> I think that's a. Is that our country band? Mm -hmm. It is. So toss the burlap out the window. Don't folk, even think folk. of it. Stop Burn saying it. country over kombucha. Folk music. We're doing folk. folk. <laughs> From the country. <laughs> Somebody pass me the washboard. And some spoons. Hold on, I'll be down. With, <laughs> never mind. It's going to make an abs joke. <laughs> but, yeah, the joke didn't sit up. Oh. No. It got crunched. <laughs> you get cut off soon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think, I think though, yeah, toss the burlap. I think because if you look up Pinterest mason jar wedding, what are you going to come up with? Mason jars tied off with lace Let's and burlap. Let's find out. Yes, please Pinterest that for me. I can't actually do this one because you can't view Pinterest unless you're logged in and I don't have an account. I can. I'm so hipster. I don't even Pinterest. You don't even Pinterest. Cha. You didn't even discover it before it became cool. You never discovered oh, it. Oh, I knew about it. I knew it was going to be a fad, so I avoided it. Mm -hmm. I went straight for TikTok. You do that with most social media. <laughs> do you really have a TikTok? Please tell me yes. <laughs> No, but I watch you. YouTube Shorts, which is the same thing. Ugh, I love TikTok. Anyways, that's a that's a conversation for a different podcast. But it, and it is the ribbon and the burlap that gets to me. But I guess what I guess what bothers me most is that mason jars can be used 
so creatively. You could do something fun, like chalk paint it, put some like glass coloring on it or some like glass art on it. Don't cover it in burlap. I like to smash mine up and then make a glass mosaic out of it. And then use the mosaic to create an even larger mason jar and then use that as the centerpiece for my wedding. Interesting. There you go. Mm-hmm. First four across the top are mason jars with baby's breath. <laughs> <coughs> Sorry. Three of those have a combination of burlap and lace. The Venn diagram is strong with this one. We go down to the next row and it's raffia ties, oh, no. baby's breath, oh, no. burlap, lace, and raffia. Oh, it was at this moment that we lost Retro Denim Jacket into the subconscious <laughs> In mind. the next row. Oh, this is this one's gotten crazy. I'm this trying, one's going nuts. <laughs> trying not to implode. Burlap. Mm-hmm. Ribbon. Mm. Baby's breath. Mm. <laughs> and they've burlapped a beer bottle next to the mason jar, ladies oh and gentlemen. Gosh. We have a winner. <laughs> All right. Well, I think... To, to be honest, this is bordering on mason jarring. I think I might I might throw a retro denim jacket a lifeline here and a, and a gig and escape key. How do you feel about men who have mustaches that are not the traditional hipster handlebar style? If it's a Tom Selleck mustache, hell yeah, it's fine. That's cute as hell. It's not hipster, though. It could be. Is he rocking it with some really great stubble? Yeah. It's how it's used on the face. Mm -hmm. That sounded bad. (coughs) It depends on how it's been styled. Yes. Is that better? (laughs) I mean, I am not for weird thin mustaches. Mm -hmm. And I am not for, is that a mustache? Or did you forget to wash your upper lip? Mm -hmm. Or the awkward porn stash that looks like a 1980s porn star. Yeah. Like, that's not attractive. That's a bit Tom Selleck-y, though. Mm -hmm. No, Tom Selleck is like Tom Selleck. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else. There's to no better way that. to look. like I, he is the pinnacle of that style of mustache, and it's fabulous. I do think it doesn't look good on younger men. No, you can't rock that when you're 18. I think if you are going to try hard with a mustache, I would agree that you should probably go for something in the the vein of the handlebar, something that requires wax. Yes. Yes, I don't like when it goes from Jolly Victorian to... Salvador Dali? I'm going to tie you to a train track. That's too much. They have a snidely whiplash. <laughs> yeah, that's not okay. But I do think that if you are going to try hard, then at least make it look like you are trying hard. Yeah. Or like you purposely are trying hard. Because I do think that younger guys trying to pull off a Tom Selleck, it's trying hard in an uncomfortable way. I concur. Mustaches can be used in a very fantastic manner. As long as they're used on the face. In oh, a, but in a creative it is. <laughs> can be worn? I don't... No, Style? please, please cut that. Yes. No, that's, that's totally making it in. You're number one also. <laughs> I put up two number ones for both of you. Aw. Wait, how can we both be number one? <laughs> But yes, mustaches can be styled in a fantastic way, but you do need to put effort into it. And you need to be realistic about whether you can grow that facial hair or not. There is nothing wrong with a clean-shaved face. No. There is something that is a lot wrong with awkward hairs. The other thing that you need to keep in mind, and I like how we're saying this and we don't have facial hair, but we have to look at it. (laughs) Yeah, we're attracted to- very (laughs) self-centered. 
You are not the center of the mustachio. We're attracted world. to older Scandinavian women. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always. Hold on a second. That's our future. <laughs> I know. I think be realistic about what you can grow. Let's mm-hmm. face it. There's a lot of people out there who cannot grow facial hair. You don't mm-hmm. need to have it. But I think whatever you do, whether you choose to have facial hair or not have facial hair, commit to the upkeep. Yes. Because the other thing that I find annoying are people who, and I know that, you know, w- we all have down days. That's fine. Some days I don't brush my hair. It happens. But people who've grown out their mustache, but it's not trimmed and it's it's just a wild wasteland across their upper lip Mm -hmm. same with beards yes commit to it it's upkeep and if you're gonna do it you gotta commit to it pretend like it's the rest of your head you need to take care of that the same way we take care of our (laughs) monobrow hey if you've got that styled well go for it frida Kahlo made it work i have mine shaved into a (laughs) triforce design i must say i've been super tempted to like shave part of my eyebrow lately and i blame probably quarantine and too many makeup videos but oh it's tempting Why? Why? I just want to... What, like just half of it off? Or like a, just like bisect Oh, like the line. Yeah. Yeah. You look like a fantasy character Uh, with a scar. Right before prom, a friend of mine, his older brother dared him to shave half his eyebrow off. Well, as we all know, prom is the defining moment in your life, so... (laughs) There are a lot of photos usually Yeah, I was gonna say, it's like the only time you really take photos with your friends. But it's just, he looks skeptical in all the photos, (laughs) is basically the end result of that. I was arm candy for my prom thank you very much <laughs> heritage avocado toast was your date saying that you were arm candy no no i was i was the uh i need someone to be there when the slow dance starts okay got it i'm on it i purposely brought my friend who was a professional dancer. <laughs> you really tried hard for that one didn't you yeah to fun. be fair though it's <laughs> a lot more fun to go to prom with i mean unless i guess you're involved with someone but as someone who was not involved with anyone a lot more fun to go with your friends yeah. i think so arrange really to go with yeah, friends it's... don't worry about mm-hmm. the whole date thing yeah 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 yeah. No. it's not worth the trouble i blame coming of age tv shows as well for putting so much pressure on yeah. the whole thing just have fun well, and this whole promposal trend oh god oh it's the worst i'm sorry why are we putting so much on that one it's cringe as hell two why when did this become a thing it's yeah. not that big a deal guys it's a dance i think i'd be like <laughs> feeling absolutely ridiculous about it if someone put that much effort into a marriage proposal if you put my name on a jumbotron mm-hmm. i'm saying no even if i plan to spend the rest of my life what, what if what if he rents out the whole stadium just for the two of you that's kind of cute yeah well at least he's not doing it, it in front of people yeah Exactly. What if he rents a construction, flashing construction sign, you know, where it's like, caution, accident ahead, you know, one of those things. Only if the proposal said, caution, accident yeah. ahead, our marriage. <laughs> Will you marry me? <laughs> yes. It's like, look, look, you have to look. It's really important that you look. What? Look, I dropped, I dropped my goldfish crackers. No, look now. <laughs> That's the only time I'd be okay with that, because I think that that would be, like, if you're going to make a, a good joke. I'm just, I'm just sorry. We started this on handlebar mustaches and we've somehow ended up on prom and relationship advice for when and how to propose. (laughs) (laughs) So obviously we've been on quite the journey today and I think it's time we pack up the car and head out. It's been, uh, fantastic. 
Wait, didn't we start in the forest? Should we pack up the camper van? We could pack up the camper van. All right, then let's pack up the camper Should van. Should we orienteer ourselves out of this? Yeah, because we drove into the <laughs> woods or walked in or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Orienteering ourselves out now. <laughs> Grab the compass, find our due north. Get out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And scoot on back home. So we hope that you've enjoyed our talk today. If you like what you hear, please give us a rating. Follow our podcast on whatever your podcasting platform is. And if you would like more content, we can be found on Instagram or the blog at hipsteratthome.co.uk. Bye. Bye now. Bye. How do you spell it? Your mom? M-A-D-R-A-S. Yeah, that's a that's a mildly spicy curry. What the heck? Spelled Y O U R.